Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. Let's go straight to the Lord in prayer. For such time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we come once again before you. We praise you for the awesome God that you are. And Father, I pray that we will be better servants. Help us to have that same love that you have for us. Help us to show that mercy that you show for us. Father, may we be a people that thirst and hunger for your righteousness. For we know you are the answer to all the problems we have here today. But we do have to deal with organizations and we do have to do to deal with, with government. And we just ask that you will give us wisdom and protect us. Equip us, make us a a people that are steadfast and sure, and stand on your word. And Father, I ask that you will bless CSC Talk Radio, my sponsors, my listeners, and my advertisers. I ask that you will bless today's show with Daniel, Father. We always have a good time, and I pray that we can... uh, get um, encouraging words to the people and words of action so that they will take up the the torch and follow. Father, we know that we are living in troubled times and it is nothing new. And we just ask for such a time as this. In your name. Amen. Over he handed me this just before we went on the air. Today's celebrations on Tuesday, June the 8th. Today is National Best Friends Day. Well, I don't know about you, but I've got several best friends. Rudy's one of them. And uh, Daniel's grown to be one of them, too, even though we've only met once. National Name Your Poison Day. <laughs> National Upsy Daisy Day. And call your doctor day. Well, who wants to call a doctor? We don't want to do that. But anyway. I guess you should be thankful for what they are. I uh, was looking through these uh, articles, as I do every morning, and I know I say that every morning. We should just put that in the in the intro to the to the uh, show each day. But I, I was thinking, you can't handle the heckle. Kamala Harris was put in her place while in Guatemala. Go home, the signs say. Trump won, the signs say. Mind your own business, the time the signs said as she was being heckled in Guatemala. She was asked in an interview by Lester Holt, you haven't been to the border. And Kamala Harris, as Kamala Harris does, she says, and I haven't been to Europe, cackle, cackle, cackle. And she's in line to be president of the United States with that cackling lying giggle that she does 
She can't handle the pressure or the hecklers. She's all about her title VP, but she knows absolutely nothing about leadership. And she cares nothing about America. In fact, she hates America. And she hates Americans. And isn't the mayoral (laughs) race in New York going to be interesting, especially the Democrat side of that? After being heckled, Andrew Yang will now be withholding the exact location of his events. A crowd of left-wing hecklers shouted, Hedge Fund Mayor! And Ying, and Yang yinged away. <laughs> he can't handle the heckle. The Biden administration has done a great damage to the United States and inflicted a lot of punishment on the American people. It's amazing how quickly we've spiraled, spiraled downward, and it's quite concerning how willing Americans are to be enslaved to king government. Can Americans handle the heckles? Are our feelings so fragile that we cannot see the lies? Do we not realize the liberal agenda is anything but honest and there's no integrity or freedom involved in any of their policies? Big government, more government, less people. So when they heckle us, label us, restrict us, will we continue to cower down and take it, put on another mask? Well, I say throw off the masks and heckle them. Stand up for what is right and what is free. And with that, we're going to go to Daniel Turner. Daniel, how are you doing today? It's been a while. It has been a while, and it's great to be back on with you. And happy National Best Friends Choose Your Poison Day to you. (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess we chose our poison, and it's this hour on the air here as we're going to expose a lot of what's going on. I'll tell you what. I have here in my hand uh, the statement from Donald J. Trump. I don't know what's on your mind, what's got you whomped up today, as my old boss used to say. But the 45th president of the United States was going after Senator Lisa Murkowski and what she's cost Alaska. And I'm sure you're no, uh, you know, you've not been hidden from that. You know exactly what's going on. But uh, let's just, let's just uh, go after it. I mean, let's... Let's be the poison to the left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and she's getting, Senator Murkowski's getting hit from multiple angles up in the state. And and it's not surprising because uh, I would much rather have, and uh, I, I'm saying this facetiously, but it's easier to have Chuck Schumer than to have Lisa Murkowski because you know what you're getting. Right? I know Chuck Schumer is not going to. Yeah, you know, and now granted people will say, well, Senator Murkowski votes with you 55% of the time. And yes, that is better than 0% of the time. But on the big issues, I don't know where Senator Murkowski will stand, and, and I don't know who has the power to pressure her to vote the wrong way. And on some of the big issues... She has consistently voted the wrong way, as has Mitt Romney, as has uh, uh, former Senator Jeff Flake, right? And and the similar senator from the great state of Ohio, Rob Portman, we've talked about this before on your show, has decided to resign because he said it's too hard. I don't want to do this anymore. It's too much work. And, and that's great. Absolutely. Go away, Senator 
Portman. If you don't, I'm I'm sorry. Being a senator is hard. I I didn't know it was supposed <laughs> to be an easy and fun job. Um, and so I would rather not have those people who are spineless and gutless. I much at least with Senator Schumer, like I said, I know where we stand. Here in the great Commonwealth of Virginia, where I live, we have two quote unquote moderate Democrats, Senator Kane and Senator Warner, they vote with the left 100% of the time. I don't even know why we pretend to call them moderates. They don't represent Virginia. They are as far left as you can get, but they claim to be moderates because they're from a purple state. So it's, it's all just positioning and posturing, and it's very frustrating. Well, and old Manson, he's, uh, he's very popular right now, and uh, everybody's after him. And, uh, you know, it comes right down to the fact that they're not supposed to be representing a party, whether it's the Democrat Party or the Republican Party. They're supposed to be representing their constituents. And he's at least pretending that that's what he's trying to do right now, is he's going against his own party and, you know, voting uh, against the uh, election bill (laughs) and the... the, uh, the voting against uh, doing away with the uh, uh, the uh, oh gosh I can't even think what it is anyway I'll think about it <laughs> oh, I can think of the wrong word HR one HR one yes that but also the, uh, the and the filibuster thank you filibuster was the word that wouldn't come I need, yeah. you, I need you I need you on this best friends <laughs> I hear the music we're headed into a break I want to cover this a little bit more. And whatever's on your mind today, Daniel, I want you to share with my listeners. You're, you're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner. Visit his website. Daniel Turner is at PowerTheFuture.com. I'm going to get something right here in a minute. PowerTheFuture.com. They've got all kinds of information there and articles written, and I love them because they're short. And they're to the point. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. Daniel, Beth Ann will be right back. CSC Talk Radio's goal is to bring America home. That includes you and your business. Radio is a powerful way to brand your company and increase your profits. Find out how to join CSC Talk Radio, help educate and activate America, and grow your business at the same time. Looking for new customers? Looking to have your business reaching out from sea to shining sea? Advertise with CSE Talk Radio. Believe in your product? Let Beth Ann be your personal spokesperson to properly brand your product and company. It's simple, easy, and affordable. Grow your business, grow common sense, and together we will bring America home. To be a part of CSE Talk Radio, call 573 796 2166. That's 573 796 2166. Or send email to Beth at CSCTalkRadio.com. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power of the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. 
Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power of the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power of the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power of the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot heart, set your table with Liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes, our American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. You know, Daniel, uh, we play so much, or they do, in, in our government. They play the politics game so much and uh like i said they're all about getting bigger government and that means less for the people and uh we've just seen so much in the last well it's been really decades but in this last year and a half we have we have <laughs> the masking has unmasked the t- the tyranny and yeah. and it's in every industry and um you know what what Mikowski has allowed to happen in Alaska is a shame and uh i'm i'm looking at and i don't want to go down that road because that's not necessarily where we want to go today but i look at fauci right now as a war criminal mm-hmm. i think he's no different than a war criminal and the american people need to wake up to that yeah. Uh, when our own people are lying to us, and it and it's and it's our lives and livelihoods at stake, it's it's tyranny, and it's time for some people to go retire. <laughs> there, and there's so much to unpack in what you said, and 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 a couple of times on your wonderful program, we've talked of we we've came to, come to the defense of journalism, not journalists, but the need for a media and, and the role of Absolutely. what the media should be doing. And, and and here's an example of what the media should be doing, and they don't, right? They ask about ice cream flavors. They ask many people <laughs> saw that clip of, yeah, many people saw that clip of Brian Stelter over the weekend who asked Jen Psaki, the White House press, press spokeswoman, 
Um, what could we be doing to better get your message out? What are we getting wrong about your agenda? I mean, just absolutely sycophantic lapdog uh, uh, fangirlism. I mean, just disgusting level of collaboration. They don't even try to hide it anymore. No, no. And and one of the ways where the media, I think, is is is, is so damaging. Their current role is. You mentioned your mansion and the filibuster, and 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 now they are excoriating him for uh, um, voting to keep the filibuster in place or saying he will vote that way. Um, people have come flat out and called him a racist, a white supremacist. Um, they, the media keeps echoing this lie that the, the, the filibuster is an echo of Jim Crow. It's a, it's a racist yeah. tool. The Democrats last term used the filibuster 300 times when they were in the minority. Cory Booker, a black senator from New Jersey, used the filibuster personally to stop Tim Scott, a black senator from South Carolina, a Republican, of moving his police reform bill forward. And no point did the media say to Cory Booker, are you using a Jim Crow relic? And now they allow the Democrats now that they're in the majority and they don't want opposition, now they allow them to claim these things. And there's no media pushback to say, wait a second, you used it 300 times last year. How bad could it possibly be? That's yeah. the damage the media is doing. I've got a quote from Senator Rand Paul that says, reminder that Democrats use the abominable tool of white supremacy to filibuster 327 times last year, and I'm sure it pained them each time. (laughs) But am I, am I incorrect? I mean, correct me if I am. Absolutely. Uh, didn't the Democrats, aren't they the ones who started the filibuster? Back Um, in the day? It's been off and on through history. But. Yeah, it's 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 always been a a uh, a tool of the Senate. Um, I think probably they made it famous because they filibustered some really key legislation, especially the civil rights legislation back yeah, in the day during mm-hmm. during the Eisenhower administration. They have used the filibuster uh, um, multiple times, um, but I mean, it's always been a tool of. Of, of the Senate, because the, the Senate is not a democracy. The Senate's a republic, and it's not supposed to get legislation passed through quickly. Um, and as a result, now we have the new form of, the, of, of legislation, which is the executive order. What you can't get through in the Senate, you just wave and you say, well, I'll make an executive order. Um, and that's just as damaging to the fabric of our country than uh, – than than what they're trying to do by eliminating the filibuster. Can't rewrite the rules to win. You know, and I've got several quotes on on laws and stuff that I'm not going to share just now, but I I was on your website and I saw this this little Albuquerque's push poll that pushes the new gas tax. We've had a little problem with that in Missouri. Well, they didn't want to put it before the people on as a vote, so they went ahead and put it in, and of course they put it in with something else, so so we've got the issue, and now I think they understand. I've been telling people on the air, call Governor Parsons and tell him, veto this. We don't want it. We can't handle it right now. Veto it. So I think they are reconsidering maybe putting it before the people. But it was interesting how Albuquerque 
put this out when I was reading your your article there on your website. This is this is their poll. One question is, do you feel it would be best to wait until we are out of the pandemic to discuss an increase in the gas tax? And on number seven, should we wait until after the election to consider a new gas tax? It wasn't whether you wanted it or not. It's just when you want it. <laughs> It's happening. <laughs> you know, you know, brace yourself. <laughs> How long do you want to wait? Yeah. It's coming. And, you know, exactly. I think a gas tax is ridiculous for any state to be considering right now. But that's just me. Well, look at the I don't system. think it's just me. I think there's a lot of people feel the same oh, way. Oh, yeah. If you if you really wanted to flip your your, your governorship or your state legislature, or your city council pass a gas tax right now because that is the surefire way to get whoever. I don't care of your party. There are lots of Republicans who like gas taxes too. Mitt Romney being one of them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, that is the surefire way to lose your job because um, that is just a direct this 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 silly 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 notion that if we charge more tax, um, that somehow. ExxonMobil or, or Chevron is going to pay more to the government, all they're going to do is just raise the prices. Exxon is not going to pay any more taxes. You can say, well, we need to raise the corporate tax rate to 90%. They'll say, great, guess what? Gas is now $17 a gallon. They are not paying more taxes. They will make the consumers pay more money. Um, and that is why when they say, how did uh, – um, uh, Oh, who was the Secretary of State who was the Exxon, uh, the terrible Secretary of State at the beginning of the Trump administration? Rex Tillerson. Oh, oh, How did Rex yeah. Tillerson make $30 million a year? That's why he made $30 million a year. He made sure that Exxon shareholders made money, and he charged the people whatever the heck they had to. That's why the are rich. And I thought about you last week when I, they came out with Exxon. You know, they've got a third board member now that's, that's, that's greeny weeny. You know, and uh, pushing the uh, the green agendas. Well, I remembered something you told me, I think it was last year, uh, that these big companies, they're okay with some of the restrictions because they can handle it. And it, it removes some of their competition. So why would Exxon be putting greeny weenies on their board? Yeah, because I think some of the things that they proposed, well, this was a little bit of a hostile takeover of the board. I don't think Exxon wanted this person there. Oh, okay. Um, All right. That's it, what it, I needed to explain. You, yep. It shows you how well organized these these leftists are, though. I mean, they contact yeah, they their shareholders, and they get their folks on the board. But a lot of large corporations don't mind. This is the evil collusion of big government and big business that it used to be a Democrat talking point, and the Republicans kind of secretly were like, Shh, don't say anything. And now that has, in my lifetime, that has flipped. It is now the Democrats who are the party of big big business, big corporations, big tech, and big government. And you can see uh, big companies like Amazon, they love a $15 minimum wage because oh, yeah, they know the mom-and-pop shop can't afford it. And so they'll gladly pay fifteen dollars. Uh Walmart loves a fifteen dollar minimum wage because they know your local little Millie's hardware store can pay fifteen million and they want that hardware store to close. Um and so they like big 
big legislation, big regulation, because it drives their competitors out of business. And these big corporations, they're in bed with China. And it's, uh, you know, they're getting rich. And it's, it's, uh, it's actually an abomination to the people here in the United States of America because, you know, it's our jobs. And if you go in, and I know we've talked about this before, and you start picking up items, and how many things are not made in the USA, but look at how many things are made in China. There's other places, yeah. too. But what if half of that was manufactured here in the United States? Wouldn't we be wealthier? Wouldn't we? You know, you could pay. The taxes would be more. I mean, the the revenue from taxes would be more because more people would be working. And yeah. it's just, and I don't like taxes. I don't pretend that I like them. But... It's it's just astonishing to me, but this this fight against our energy, it's it's going to kill this nation, and we need people like you. Um, we're heading into break. We're visiting today with Daniel Turner, Power of the Future. Visit powerthefuture.com, and Daniel Bethan will be right back. Returns. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. There's an article on your website, uh, Daniel, that uh, it kind of piqued my interest, and that's how because it's something that gets under my crawl <laughs> once in a while when they start saying they're going to send money to one of these other countries. Anyway, it says rich nations funding poor nations to battle climate change is on the GC some a GC seven agenda, and. Uh, I know that we're constantly sending money somewhere else, and, you know, we want to fund abortions in, in Africa, which they claim, uh, they claim everything is climate change, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just, um, these people are profiting. I don't, I don't know how else to put it, but I saw Mark Levin, you know, a lot of people are very hesitant to say it right out loud, but Mark did it Sunday night, climate change is a hoax. And people have got to start understanding that, that they are using this climate change to upset our systems globally. Yeah. Are you there? Oh, okay. I, I am. Yeah, no, absolutely. And You're processing. And I, I am, and, and, and I think it's, it's, it's important to see how the climate change hoax is being used because we say, look, we need to do all these things to our economy because we are polluting so much. So we need to get rid of the combustion engine, get rid of our cows, change our diet. We need to buy solar panels and wind turbines from China. But then they say, well, but really America is only about 10% of the problem. 90% of the problem is other countries. And they're not able to do those things. So now we have to pay for them to change their diet and buy solar panels. And so basically America is once again now the slush fund for the whole world to become green. And so what's your incentive if you are any other country, if America is just going to pay you to become green? Sure, yeah, pay me to be green, pay me whatever you want. You're buying me to dinner, Beth Ann? I'll, I'll eat soybeans if you want me to. I mean, heck, you're paying. I'll eat whatever you want me to eat at that restaurant. And that's kind of where we are with the climate nonsense. So America's going to go to this G7 summit 
Um, by the way, that same cabal of the G7 has agreed that we need a 15% global tax. I don't know what that is or where the money's going, but we've all decided, they have decided for us, that every citizen from the G7 countries should be taxed a 15% global corporate, a global tax of some nonsense. But now they've decided that we need to send more money to other countries for them to fight climate change. And I understand the G7 leaders want to sit and talk and yak it up. That's great. But I didn't elect Emmanuel Macron, and I didn't elect Boris Johnson, and I didn't vote for any of these people, and they have no authority over me. So quite frankly, who the heck are they to say, we think the people of America should do X, Y, or Z? People used to say that a long, long, long time ago, and we fought a war to make them stop, and it was called the revolution. And I don't want Europe ever again telling us what we have to spend our money on. You know, I've got a I've got a quote here that Rudy gave me this morning from a Democrat, Hubert Humphrey. He said, "These are not there are not enough jails, not enough police, not enough courts to enforce a law not supported by the people." Yet we're talking about taxes, we're talking about laws that are not for, by, or of the people, but they are at the people. And, you know, so he had a different outlook, at least when he was running back then. And he's absolutely right. And that's part of what what we're putting up with. It goes back to my George Washington quote, you know, the marvel of all history is the patience with which men and women submit to burdens unnecessarily laid upon them by their government. We've seen that in this pandemic. And now we're finding out that they made us do things that made no difference. They wrecked this country for them, so they would have more power, and we would have less freedom. And the American people are going to have to wake up. They are. And, and, you know, this was the initial plan of President Trump, and one of the key reasons why he was elected, and it is that refrain, drain the swamp. And I think he had every intention of draining the swamp, but sadly in his first term he had uh, a, a Paul Ryan and a Mitch McConnell who did not feel the exact same way. And so what happened is the Democrats won, and they just for four years and two years then just talked about Russia and conspiracy theories, and and we got absolutely nothing done. Um, The Democrats now control all of government, and look at how they're using government to punish people. You mentioned Dr. Fauci. Look at what Obama did with the IRS, with the NSA. I mean, we... And they're doing it again. Yeah, we never had a full reckoning with the fact that the President of the United States used the National Security Agency to spy on members of the media, and it's the media themselves who were like, eh, it's okay, he's Obama, and he's not a bad guy. And the media themselves were comfortable with it because they liked the ultimate agenda of big government. Uh, Dr. Fauci is a great example of these government bureaucrats who have way too much power. Joe Biden's um, FTA, the, 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 the Firearms Tobacco Alcohol Administration, whatever it's called, um, is, is recategorizing handguns as uh, short-barreled pistols because now <laughs> – I'm, I'm sorry, short, short-barreled rifles because as a short-barreled rifle, they can regulate handguns differently. 
And you say, well, it's not a short-barreled rifle. It's a handgun. Well, and then if we decide to change the name, what is the goal of that? The goal of that is well, to control you. It's government that yeah. wants to control you. The, the language. The language is important. And they're constantly yeah. using it, uh, just like assault rifle, assault weapon. Yeah. There's no weapon that assaults anybody. It's the person using the weapon that assaults. Yeah. And, uh, and this they, is why that drain the swamp vision of President Trump was so important, because it's absolutely. not who controls the government. It's that the government has too much power. And we need absolutely. to elect people who will dedicate themselves to shrinking the size of government. Uh, Fauci is one person, and he's very powerful, and he's the most highly paid person in the government. But you look at agencies, the Department of Energy, there are 16,000 people who work in that building. Well, not right now because of COVID. They're all still working from home, and I put working from home in quotes because we all know they don't do a darn thing to begin with. So for the last 18 months, they've really not done a darn thing. But they've but never missed a paycheck. I want America to understand nope. that. We were never in this together. They never, never missed a paycheck. They never had to worry about their job or their place shutting down. We contributed to their 401K, and they accrued paid time off this whole time. They got their step increases and their pay raises, all because that's, the, that's what they have negotiated for themselves. And that's just one agency. And on a good day, if they were all in that big building there on Independence Avenue, you'd want to ask them, what the heck do you people do all day? You're 16,000 people. Not one of you pumps gas or drills or fracks or digs coal. They what do you do? Nothing. The Department of, 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 of Education. Not one of you is a teacher. But yet there are tens of thousands of you in this building all doing what? Making trouble. That's the only thing they're doing. They are using resources, and they are making trouble. And we need to overly, elect people who will destroy those agencies. Overly paid paper shufflers. Yeah, exactly. And, and, exactly. They, pay, and they shuffle less paper these days because it's all on the computer. Yeah. And, and the amount of fights we are seeing at the local level of local school boards pushing critical oh, race yeah. theory, pushing all of this transgender education, it makes you say the local place is where the power should be because it is easy for this county to get together and say, we are getting rid of this Board of Education. But those yahoos in the, in the Department of Education in D.C., they're not going anywhere. Absolutely, and it, that's how we were designed. We were designed to be governed locally. Nobody knows best what, go, what should happen here in California, Missouri, Montauk County, state of Missouri than those who live here. D.C. was never supposed to be dictating down to the people. And that's what's happened. It's flip-flopped around, and it's, it's inside, outside, upside down. And it's hurting the American people, and it's killing this nation. And I'm very, very concerned. I hear the music. Boy, Daniel, you said a mouthful then. <laughs> I, I hear the music, and we are headed into a break, and, and we will be back with our final segment of today's show. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio with Beth Ann and Daniel Turner of Power the Future. PowerTheFuture.com. We'll be right back. If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. 
And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Their expert staff can help you turn your book idea into a real book, a masterpiece that could someday make the bestseller list in hard copy and digitally all across the world. Page Publishing can help you completely take your idea for a book, write it, and publish it. So if you want to join the ranks of some of the most famous authors in the world, call now for a free information kit. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. Make a free call right now to Page Publishing. 800-378-3212. That's 800-378-3212. Hi, this is Beth Ann. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt so soft in the store, but then when you got it home and tried to use it, it wasn't absorbent at all? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually will dry you. They're debuting the MyPillow six-piece towel set that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can buy one and get one free with the promo code BETHANN. Go to MyPillow.com now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty with their 60-day money-back guarantee. To get your buy one, get one free MyPillow towel set, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code BETHANN, or call at 1-800-978-6168. That's MyPillow.com, and the promo code is Bethann. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-418-5778. 800-418-5778. 800-418-5778. That's 800-418-5778. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. 
Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner. He's the sponsor of the show with Power of the Future. He's doing what he can. He's boots on the ground. I'm going to share one more uh, quote, Daniel. I think you'll like this. This one's actually by William Shakespeare. And I have a listener. I, I haven't heard from her in a long time, which concerns me. But she used to say, those who make the laws, those who make the laws, practice the practice laws, make the laws. Anyway, you get the point. But this is William Shakespeare, and he says, lawless are they that make their wills the law. And I think that's what we see happening across the board in this nation and have for first many decades. There's no doubt that we need some restrictions and we need some precautions, but it has escalated to the point. The last uh, smelting uh plant in the United States closed. It was here in Herculaneum, Missouri, and it closed, oh, probably six years ago, it, maybe a little bit more. Still, it was Obama was still president when it closed, and I was here, so it's been in the last 10 years. Um, and that's the way we're going. You know, that, that was the last smelting plant in the United States, and they had to close because the EPA just kept hammering them and hammering them with more regulations and more restrictions, and they just couldn't afford it anymore. And so they yeah. closed, and that was like 200 jobs in that little bitty town that were erased. And they don't care and, anything and, about it. No, and Kamala Harris, who has been in South America the last couple of days to, quote-unquote, <laughs> fix our she had border quite a reception. <laughs> yes, did. and she said that she was hoping American companies would make an investment in in these Latin American countries and build uh, factories and plants and so that there was employment opportunities for the people to come to. And I thought, boy, wouldn't a lot of rural America love that same level of commitment of the administration to have investment of plants and jobs? I mean, I'm sorry about the plight of Latin America. Um, but is it the job of the American president and vice president to take care of their Latin, take care of Latin America, or is it their job to take care of America? Uh, there what are many plants and factories. Yeah, we watched like this melting plant. We watched. You mentioned all the products on Amazon that say made in China. Yeah. They used to be made in America. Mm-hmm. We could make them again in America. There's just not the political will to 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 make that happen. Um, people are afraid of Amazon. They're afraid of China. Clearly afraid of China, um, but this is not an this is not an irreversible pattern. We could easily defeat China and restore America. We were well on our way to doing that, but the man who was doing it said mean things on social media, and they had to get rid of him. <laughs> you know, I challenge anybody out there who is a manager or runs a store. I know that. Some things we cannot get here in the United States. But if you would just put a section up in the store, these products are made in the USA, 
I want you to see how many people flock to that one as opposed to the other one. Uh, I go into Ulta every now and then because I am a makeup wearer. <laughs> and I will pick it up and look. And then the girls, they kind of rush over there now and they want to know, can I help you? Can I help you? And I said, well, I'm looking for this, but I want one that's made in the USA. And they kind of look at me funny. And I was in there last week and the girl says, I think I've talked to you before. <laughs> said, <"Yes." laughs> and she said, well, this product's not. And I said, well, this particular product of that company is. Some will be made in the USA and maybe another will not. I said, so we need to let these people know that we will buy this product because it's made in the USA, but we're not going to buy this product you make because it's not. Yeah. But I, I would challenge anybody with a store to put a pack, to put a uh, one wall and have the made in the USA, so it would be a small wall, made in the USA, and uh, see what happens when your customers yeah. come in. And, and you raised a great point, and maybe with only a few minutes left, I shouldn't open up what is going to be a larger, complicated economic question, but I would love a real economist to do the numbers to say, okay, if we made our X product back in America and not China, yes, it is going to cost more because we moved to China because labor is cheap. There are no environmental records. So your iPhone, they say, well, it costs $800, but if it was made here in America, it would be $1,500 or, or twice the price, $1,600. Okay. But what are we paying, though, for our opioid overdoses, which are predominantly found in rural America where there are no jobs? What are we paying for welfare benefits? What are we paying for uh, even just job training programs because we're trying to move people into urban America? What would we be paying if rather than have everyone go to New York and San Francisco and pay exorbitant amount for housing, they stayed in their small town because there was a job and housing prices lowered nationwide because they weren't running to big cities, right? I think if you looked at all those different equations, you would say, you know what, maybe your iPhone is more expensive, but in the end it's actually cheaper because we're paying, we're paying for the result of moving jobs to China. We're paying for it in multiple other ways that we can't actually see. And that's the Joel, that is the job of our politicians to protect us from enemies foreign and domestic. China's our foreign enemy, but our domestic enemy are those corporations that want to go over there for their profits and for their bottom line. And our job of electing these people is to protect us. And I and I rue the day that those politicians will face their maker because they have watched uh -huh. millions of jobs go overseas and watched tens of thousands of Americans die of poverty, suicide, opioid overdoses because they have been left in depression. And that is the job of a politician. What well, also, another point, and maybe you said it in some of that, but another point is if that product is made here, even if it costs a little more, the salaries, the money is here. The salaries to, for the workers, they're getting paid. That money stays in their communities. We would have the money to afford it. Because we would have the jobs. We would have more revenue within that state or within even in the federal. I don't like taxes. But we would have, we'd have more revenue because there would be more people making money. It, it, it just makes sense. And I'm not, a, I'm not a genius when it comes to the economy. But it just makes sense because the money would stay here. 
And I think they're going to have a reckoning with the American people because I think the American people, this is, a, this is definitely for another show, Daniel, but I think, I think we truly outnumber them. I believe, yes, we're a divided nation, but I believe the American people who love liberty, who love independence and want jobs and want peace, we outnumber the left. We outnumber the woke. Absolutely. And, 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 and we do want to preserve our country and our jobs and, and each other. And, and, and our energy. Absolutely. And our energy. And this nonsense of, well, that's just the free markets. What we're not experiencing is anything close to free markets. We're experiencing direct manipulation no. of our markets for the, the purpose of corporate taxes, for the purpose of uh, enriching a, a very select group of people. And that is the populism, as much as he's wrong on the solutions, of Bernie Sanders. And that was the populism of Donald Trump. And that is not antithetical or the antithesis of conservatism or being on the right. That is a new expression of it. And when we join together, we will win. We will. And when we join together, say it with me, Daniel, we will bring America home. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel, for all that you do. I love you, man. You're, you're a good friend on this National Friend Day. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. We will bring America home. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love get married, and have some kids. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be, they would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. <laughs>